Check this out, guys. Target is letting customers download an indoor map to help them find their way around the store. Uh, while if you get lost at Costco, they just tell you to forget your old life and move in. I'm never going to get out. <laughs> forget your old life. That reminds me of, uh, of the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, Ikea. Yeah. That story, you get they deep into there that. and you think, wow, I... I don't remember how to leave. They got to do that. I like that idea at Target, just looking at my phone. Oh, okay, that's over there. I love that. Instead of just wandering, freaking around. You know, my wife was uh, complaining the other day, the, the fabulous Judith. Uh, you know, we moved recently. She's trying to get to know the grocery store. She said, I don't, the way it's laid out, it doesn't make any sense. I just, I, I had four things to get. It took me forever. I said, welcome to my world. Yeah. Welcome to every time I've gone to every grocery store. That's what it's like. Do you get it now? Yeah, if I have a list of four things to get, it takes my wife like a minute. She knows exactly where they are. Sure. It could take me a half an hour oh, yeah. of wandering up and down the aisle. Like four questions of employees. This <laughs> seems like a condiment. It should be in the condiments, but it's not exactly. here. Exactly. Where are the eye drops? They're next to the pancake syrup. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> when you finally find somebody. <laughs> I swear to God. Anyway. So, uh, I don't know if you heard the news. The president made a speech at the U.N. the other day. And uh, Gordon Chang was on Brett Bear's show on the Fox News yesterday. We're actually going to talk to Gordon during the 9 o'clock hour today, those of you who are uh, fortunate enough to to get that uh, live on the air. Uh, those of you who are not, feel free to pursue the uh, podcast. Uh, he is an expert on the Middle East and a very smart guy and a very uh, even-handed guy, to my mind. He's not a partisan type. Uh, but he was asked to react to the president's speech at the U.N., and then he makes reference to the fact that the North Koreans... Um, we're supposed to speak, I believe, yesterday or, or today, but it's been postponed at any rate. Here's Gordon Chang. Well, I, I think that actually it was a good speech overall, I mean, because what we saw today with Xi Jinping basically getting the Chinese banks out of the North Korean business, I mean, that has to be partially a result of what the president said on Tuesday. I might have said it a little bit differently, Brett, but the message was blunt, it was clear, and it was something that a U.S. president really hasn't said before. So I think that's important uh, for President Trump to have done that. And I'm sure right now, you know, the North Koreans are delaying that speech, which they're supposed to give tomorrow. Because I don't think they know what to do. And they're probably huddling now trying to figure out how to deal. Because the United States has just shown we're more powerful than China. And that has gotten North Korea's attention. Now, this is the book that will be written in 20 years. I'd really like to read, uh, you know, depending on the outcome, uh, how we strong-armed or convinced China to, to move that its central bank could not do any new business business with North Korea had to wind down all the old loans and anybody who does do business in dollars with North Korea would be severely punished and cut off from the U.S. banking system. And if you can't do business in dollars, you're dead. Um, now, th- actually, this paragraph in The New York Times is a great description and, and understates the big issue. Uh, China's central bank had instructed the country's banks not to do new business, wind down loans, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, in keeping with U.N. sanctions. As North Korea's dominant economic partner, China holds the most sway with Pyongyang, but it remained unclear if its latest action would be enforced enough to have any real impact. So this is history-making, game-changing, tipping-pointing stuff. Unless the Chinese do what they often do, say, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Sure, we'll do it. All day long, we'll do it. And then they cheat like crazy. Well, then do we uh, invoke the leverage we claim we have? I don't know. Uh, Meaning, uh, essentially, uh, punch China where it really, really hurts. Yeah. 
Well, why are we so scared of that? Is that is is that worse than a, a nuclear war? It's a heck of a question, which we'll discuss with him in the nine o'clock hour, I suppose. All right, so we will look forward to talking to him about that. If you get the 9 o'clock hour, or podcast it. Yes, uh, I am reminded that indeed we have a guest standing by. We'll address that situation after the show. Rebecca Costa, sociobiologist, author, uh, radio host, etc. of the Costa Report, has written a really interesting piece on um, income uh, inequity and inequality, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I found very intriguing. Rebecca, w- uh, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we apologize. A little uh, misstep there. We'd forgotten you were on the line. But at any rate, you argue that income inequality in the way it's being presented as something to be corrected through government action, you've got to forcibly raise wages, et cetera, is just the wrong approach. How do you see the change in the, the wage relationship with the American worker and the American corporation? Well, look, we can look at the statistics, right? I'm a scientist by training. I I was a scientist long before I became a radio show host or even an author. And I look at the data, and I I just think we would be so much better off if instead of making all these political arguments, we would just look at the data, let the data inform our decisions. The fact is, is that if you could look at a chart, you can see that American worker productivity between 1948 and 2011 soared 254%. And right on up to the mid-70s, there is a line that tracks that worker productivity and shows workers' wages going up uh, consistently with that output. So wages went up as output improved. And that's the way capitalism's designed to work. Got it. What changed? Somewhere along the line in the mid-70s, there was a bifurcation, and worker wages started to go flat, and they have remained flat while output is continuing to soar. And that is what income inequality is all about. Well, obviously something changed in the mid-70s, so what changed? What changed was venture capital came in. The dot-com industry was developed. In the mid-70s? Yeah, sure. The mid seventies and eighties, it was on a, a, a roar. And and think about what venture capital was all about, right? What was that all about? That was all about taking startups, right, elevating their value as quickly as you could, getting them out to an IPO, and then exiting the company as fast as you could. That's what venture capital is all about. It's investing in early stage companies, building value fast, and getting out. And what that caused on Wall Street was analysts to hold public companies, right, to account for profitability every 90 days. That squeeze is so unrealistic. It's caused companies now to defer any long-term investments in R&D, which is greatly hurting our country. And we haven't even felt the great impact of that. And also to crush worker wages in order to show high returns on Wall Street. Well, Those we've witnessed a lot of this. We, to shareholders. We've witnessed a lot of this. I think every word you've spoken so far is true. Um, it's, it's, uh, I know the socialists among us will say, well, that's why we need to step in and have a planned economy. Is there anything within the free market that we can do about this? Well, I'll tell you, it's being done. Because now, you know, I work with some of the largest corporations in the, in the world, and I will tell you that some of those companies like Costco, Starbucks, Home Depot, 
Whole Foods have realized what has happened, and they are now bucking the system. They're basically saying, we're not going to be held hostage for profits every 90 days. It makes no sense. We need to make longer-term investments, and we need to allow wages to increase with output. And they are now deliberately increasing wages and, and having them parallel output and profitability. Is that a, go ahead, Jack. I remember uh, talking about some story in the Wall Street Journal a couple months ago. There was a column about, uh, and I, I don't remember it enough. I wish I wish I wish I did. The, the way people reported the Wall Street and everything like that. But it probably fits into what you're saying and how we moved from long-term thinking to the every quarter thinking. I don't think there's anybody listening right now who doesn't work for a company that makes decisions you think, what are you doing? And it's all about driving the stock for you know for the next couple of months. Sure. Well, that's right. That's right. And just look at when we look at income inequality. Let's just look within a co- a company. It used to be that a CEO might make ten times, twenty times the average worker salary in that company. Now it's four hundred and fifty uh, and five hundred times the wage of the average worker. And how is that CEO compensated? That CEO's only job is to keep the valuation on Wall Street of his company high. And the way that he does that is increase market shares and margins and suppress expenses. And one of the biggest expenses is labor. Hey, we're squeezed for time, Rebecca. It's that 90-day pressure on Wall Street. When we start to fix that, when companies revolt against being held accountable for profits every 90 days, which is completely unrealistic. Right. You can't, ha- you can't run capitalism on a 90-day basis. All right, let's talk about those companies that have changed what they're doing, though. And we have very little time, so let's make this short. But uh, they're, they're changing. You mentioned Whole Foods, a couple others. Is that a moral decision? Is that a, just a long-term health of the business decision? Is it likely to spread? No, they understand that the, the system is broken. And they're actually being punished on Wall Street for making longer-term investments. Because everybody knows right now, if you're an a EVP or a director, if you can't justify an investment within 90 days, maybe maybe six months or one year, it isn't going to get funded by your company. Well, then they're outliers, and this won't doing. change in a significant way. And, and so these companies are basically saying, well, we can't operate on that basis. So if we're punished in the short term on, on Wall Street, we don't care. And the thing that the individual citizens can do is support those companies. Ah. Buy their shares because they're trying to fix it. There you go. Uh, Rebecca Coster, so, uh, Costa, sociobiologist, author, host of the radio show, The Costa Report. Uh, interesting stuff, Rebecca. We appreciate the perspective. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. i got to follow up on that um, at some point, but... Uh... I think everybody's experienced that in the modern world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so you can drive the stock share up, as she said, by cutting labor or whatever. You're, you're making the companies where it can't, it can't function or continue to do well a year from now, but you don't care. You're leaving as, right. as the CEO. Right. Or dumping the stock as the uh, venture capitalist. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. I love the idea of identifying companies that act long term, uh, treat their workers with respect, et cetera, et cetera, and supporting them. Let the free market work. Um, now we get so many st- other stories we got to jump into. I hope you can stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's 
his supporters say, well, you know, he's a doctor and you're not. What do you know? Well, I, to them, I say all of these very reputable organizations, American Diabetes Association, American Medical Association, American Cancer Society, American Heart Association, the list goes on and on. All of these groups populated by doctors say this health care bill is bad. They're against it. We haven't seen this many people come forward to speak out against the bill since Cosby. Okay? Hey, now. Hey, now. Wow. You had to turn the political conversation against the uh, great comedian, America's father figure. (laughs) The even greater rapist. Bill Cosby. Allegedly. Do you Uh, need a quick response to that, if Mm -hmm. I might? All of those organizations have federal money as a major part of their revenue stream. They don't want to disrupt the flow of federal money. That doesn't make it a good bill, but don't present all those groups whose bottom line has a great deal of federal money in it, don't present them as some sort of angelic and fair arbiters of truth. It's just not so, Jimmy. Uh, do you need arm spanks? They're the new thing, fashion-wise. Arm I spanks. certainly hope I do not. So uh, stay tuned for that. Sweeping the nation. You know what spanks are, right? Hold you in place, shape you up. Yeah. Put, put, put this up here. Looks better up here than it does down there. I tell you what. I, Arm spanks. I, I, I did buy a, a, a little package of the, like the, the extra tight white T-shirts. Mm-hmm. It's that awesome. I, that I can wear under like a shirt I'm wearing like you right now. You freaking look fantastic in those. I tell you what. It just did to the evens everything else. Oh, it does. It's like the humble girdle of old. I don't know why girdles are d- 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 mocked. Because they're horribly uncomfortable. Too many laces. Very very cumbersome. The girdles I've worn have been really uncomfortable. <laughs> I got one of those Spanx-like T-shirts. I just feel great in it. Oh, yeah. I should get more of them and wear them every day. Yeah. Find mirrors to walk in front of. Huh? Yeah, I'm looking, good. looking good. Unless I'm a 70s sitcom starlet, I don't want the jiggle. You know, the arm spanks, they just, they, they, well, they, you know, they go around your bingo wings and kind of put, it makes you just look like you got big buff arms. Instead <laughs> it of it reshapes your fat. Instead of, looking, <laughs> instead of swinging down there. It's like a Popeye costume. Just give you <laughs> fake biceps. That's, that's a great idea. And it avoids all that ugly diet and exercise. <laughs> Just hope nobody asks you to lift something heavy. Yeah. You're really buff. Can you help lift this heavy thing? I, uh, well, you take off your spanks, you let them flap around a while, and you show them one. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Roger Stone, have you heard that name? He's allegedly one of the uh, the Trump guys who may or may not have ties to Putin. He published a, uh, what is it, an op-ed, a letter to the uh, editor, a uh, open letter to the um, USA Today, allegedly. Um in which, uh, well, well, we'll read it to you in a little bit. It's very short, but... Uh, so I had a long talk with the boy yesterday, my son, Declan, who was about to turn uh, 23. You know, sometimes I forget how young he is. God, he's... Because he was a young student, and he's going to turn 23 on uh, You Can't Fool Me Monday. There you go, to carry the two. <laughs> you can't fool me. <laughs> um, uh, but he uh, is... Uh, I mentioned, did I mention it on the air the other day? I know Jack and I were talking about it. His company just ceased to be at his first post-college graduate job, and his company just, boom, went out of business. Was it his fault? No. (laughs) It was a one-client shop. It was a a company that serviced a big corporation. It's like an auto parts supplier for Ford. If Ford goes, uh, you know, anyway, uh, and their one client, they had a legal dispute, it ended. So he's unemployed. Um, And was there any, like, uh, this will happen a month from now, or was it just don't show up tomorrow? They told him, I believe, on a Thursday, 
they they put out the word, guys, don't come in today because we're not sure we're going to be able to pay you. And then the next day they said, yeah, the company doesn't exist anymore. Wow. Next day. Wow. So there he is, 23 years. I, and, and it's not like he was making a lot of money anyway. And so, you know what? Any money is a hell of a lot more than none, though. Uh, that's my experience in right. the whole work thing. Right. But a I'm little just saying, is so much more than none. It's, it's oh, yeah. amazing how much more it is than oh, none. Oh, no. I was just going to say, <laughs> it's not like his IRA and his checking and his savings and his long-term savings and his fun money were exactly stocked making whatever he was making. So he's he's broke, and he's had a, a falling out, tragically, with his very, very close friend who's really a sweet, sweet girl. But, you know, anyway, it's just... And he's dealing with that. And he's got a new girlfriend, but now he has no money to go see her because she lives about 45 minutes away because he's got no gas money. And then the car wouldn't start yesterday. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, there was another. Are you talking about. about me when I was 23? Because it sounds exactly <laughs> like me I as 23. <laughs> Having a girlfriend who's just like an hour away, but right. there's just no way I can come up with enough money to go there. And if I did, unless we're just going to sit on the couch and stare at the wall, we can't eat anything or drink anything. <laughs> right. And and his, his critically acclaimed band, the the Toast of Portland, Radio Macbeth, and perhaps the uh, the uh, old uh, the, the Smiling at the Sun would be an appropriate bump music in a minute michael um he can't get together with his partner his musical partner because he lives about 45 minutes away he got no gas so he was he was feeling he was feeling down 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 way down and uh so uh long and short of it is parenting doesn't stop and it gets harder because usually it's you know for many years it's nice job really good i'm proud of you or go to your room <laughs> And I tried, I was, I'll tell you, it was so down. And I tried both of those yesterday. So, so yeah, go to your room. I'm, I'm in good? my room, Dad. That's I'm in my apartment. I, I can't uh, leave my room. I have right, money. I, I, exactly. I'm not sure you've been listening to me. And, uh, and, but so it's, it's been, it's been good. And you know what I did? I, uh, it's one of the things I did is I shared some of the times when I was the downest down I've ever downed. Um, and, and, and how I tried to deal with it and just, just the meditations you can do. And that's that. Is it a prayer? Is it meditation? Is it the same thing? Depends how you look at it. But I tried to share with them, you know, how I got through that stuff and how I how I, you know, because you got your your will to live meter, you know, that's teetering right there. It's just into despair. And if you can shove that into hope, even just a little bit, you know, that does you enormous good. I remember having the thoughts of like, uh, yeah, so like your girlfriend just dumped you, your job either doesn't exist or sucks and pays you nothing. Right. Various things going on. And then you go out and you turn the key and your car doesn't start. Oh. And I, and, and I think, oh, that's about right. Just, that's, that's, that's yeah. about right. That's, that's what, yeah. that fits. That fits with my current life. Just the, what, the fact that this car doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it's your heart, if it's about your conscience. appropriate. If it's your home, it just all falls into your shoes. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, God. And I remember thinking that where you're past like, being depressed or mad. You just think, yeah, this, this fits. This is who I am. Yeah. So this is perfect. This is perfect. My car not starting, because if it did start, then it would be an outlier from all the rest of my life. The fact that the car won't <laughs> right. start, now it all fits together. It weirded me out if something good happened. I wouldn't know how to deal with it. He, so at one point yesterday, he texted me, and I quote, and he, he put quotes around it, which makes me wonder, is it a, something from a movie or something? Surely this is as bad as it will get. <laughs> and I texted him back, ha, 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 signed the gods. But he's doing better now. I think he's turned a corner. Well, he's a Shakespeare fan. This is not the worst of it as long as we're here to say this is the worst of it.
I got to send that to him. That's a good he's one. A, well, yeah, he's a highly trained Shakespearean actor. Who In other words, pl- until you're dead, it can always get worse. <laughs> That's, that is so encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, boy. Yeah, but you know, the other thing, the other thing is uh, the poor boy is uh, he's, he's handicapped by having my brain. I mean, he's not me, I'm not him, he's his own person, but the similarities are shocking in terms of the way our minds work and don't work. And I happen to be, at a very early age, married to the world's most organized woman. And and he's out on his own. And so we talked about that, and we're going to talk now. Every Sunday evening, we're going to talk about what's going on, uh, what bills are coming up, and help him understand systems for not having his life go completely sideways. Then then go to your room! That's right. Try that again. Yeah. You never know. It might work again. You make a comeback. <laughs> again, Dad, I'm I'm in my room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, thought I made that clear at the outset of this call. We we're, were discussing the need to invest, and mm. uh, you're shouting at me. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of shouting, yes, we got a million texts. Why is this lady yelling at me? I don't think she was yelling at you. She was just... She was just excited about her. Oh, our guest? Yeah, she was just excited about what she was she talking about. She had that uh, very forceful tone of voice. She sounded like she was yelling at you. Very dynamic. Exactly. She sounded angry. We'll get to the Roger Stone letter to the USA Today at some point. Long and short of it, he says, not only am I not colluding with Russia, no effing way would I. I will talk to anybody, testify to anybody. You can look at anything. I didn't do nothing. And quit throwing my name around, you bastages, you dotards. So uh, we'll see. So what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? A new round of sanctions against North Korea may not have as much bite as advertised. Company is paying a huge fine for making anti-water comments and Uber out of London. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, they're doing what we've tried to do in some cities in the United States. Not allow any competition, any innovation. Interesting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I think I could shoot a troll. I hate trolls. Some days I can just ignore trolls. Like to... bridge dwellers or uh, internet uh, wags? Yeah, ugly deformed creatures that live under bridges. Oh. No, no, <laughs> the people on uh, the, 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 oh. the social media with their... I just hate them. I, I hate them deeply. Then some days I can just ignore them, and some days I think, you shouldn't exist as a human. Mm. Wow. You add nothing to the world but, uh, but the misery and pain. Troll's gonna troll. It's just, I hear you. It's, it's just so weird to me. I just can't even imagine the mindset of it. How miserable your life must be that that's what you do to entertain yourself. That is your satisfaction, yeah. That's your pleasure. That's your, your self-gratification. It's kind of sad. It's incre- it's weird. God, yeah. I, I, I'll tell you what. One thing I don't want my kids to be is trolls. Because mm. it means I have failed or something. Because your life sucks. If that's how you get your, your enjoyment. <laughs> Great new TV movie. Maybe one of those uh, limited run things. What do you call that, uh, Sean? Prestige TV? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, Prestige TV is right, about exactly. the, the yeah, overall yeah. time frame. It, it was a yes-no question. <laughs> um, I'm reminded at the time. <laughs> so uh, here's here's your new, uh, your new series, Jack. You star as an avenging angel. Like a star chamber, a vigilante, but what you, the people you like abduct and go Dexter on are internet trolls. Oh, yeah. I think everybody would watch that in 
enjoy it. Oh, yeah, and the movie Saw, everybody in the pit with the needles right. would be a troll. Oh, boy, the old oh, needle pit. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, are you Lollipop42069? Okay, let's go. <laughs> I had something I think you'd like to see. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the war of words continues with President Trump calling North Korea's leader a madman and Kim Jong-un calling Trump a mentally deranged dotard. While all this is going on in the other room, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson was discussing the economic pushback against the North. Our diplomatic efforts are continue unabated. Uh, we have put in place the strongest economic sanctions ever to been, have been assembled against Kim Jong-un. So he is being tested with these sanctions. Now President Trump saying the sanctions include some new moves by China. Their central bank has told their other banks to immediately stop doing business with North Korea. But now a Chinese foreign ministry spokesman said Trump's announcement that Beijing had ordered the Chinese banks to stop dealing with the North is, quote, not consistent with the facts. What? Oh, boy, I'm glad we're having Gordon Chang on during the 9 o'clock hour. This is this is a twist. And then do we push harder for that? Does any of this have anything to do with Trump understanding the business world better than most presidents would? The way the whole banking system works and all that mm, sort of stuff. Probably, although uh, you know that's been that's been out there on the uh, the radar screen of things we could do for a while. But I don't know, possibly. Jack, My, a frightened dog barks louder. Keep that in mind. One one more thing on the uh, Kim Jong Un. Yeah. So that picture of him up there on the Today Show is that what he did? They expand his head or something, or is that is he actually that pie faced? No, that's that's him. Yeah, that's how round his face yep. is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, he's really a chubster. Boy, he's got that groovy haircut, though. I wish I could pull that off. I don't think I have the right hairline. <laughs> he's got to have that haircut to elongate his face. Otherwise, he's just a, a basketball on a, on a shoulders. Well, he's trying to look like his granddad, the dear right. leader. That's right. right. California's attorney general has reached a $300,000 settlement with Gatorade over allegations the company made anti-water statements in a cell phone video game. The statement God, reached, is this Xavier Becerra, the communist, yes, and it more is. of his politically correct virtue signaling yes. crusades? Yep, it is Becerra. And, uh, Gatorade uh, worked out a deal with Gatorade saying it's not an admission of wrongdoing by the company. The dispute apparently centers on a Gatorade-created game where users are encouraged to fuel Olympic runner Usain Bolt with Gatorade instead of water. <laughs> And so the Attorney General of California is suing Gatorade. Does that make any sense to you in a free society? No. Well, I'd never paid much attention to Gatorade. I didn't drink it much in my right. life now and then. But now that my kids uh, want it, God, the amount of sugar in Gatorade mm. is insane. Why don't you give them a cup of water and five Snickers bars instead of a Gatorade? It's crazy. It's like Sody Pop. Very much. It's got the electrolytes. But nobody's pushing soda pop as like a healthy sort of thing, like they are Gatorade. I tell you what, you look in our our cooler here at work, and there are 25, maybe 30 different kinds of sugar water. Once you realize this is all sugar water, it makes it a little less attractive. London's Transport Authority says it's not going to renew Uber's license to operate in the British capital, arguing that it demonstrates a lack of corporate responsibility with implications in public safety and security. That's weak. Transport for London said the car hailing app was not fit and proper to hold a private hire operator license. It cited its approach to handling serious criminal offenses and its use of software that blocks regulatory bodies from gaining full access to the app 
preventing, quote, officials from undertaking regulatory or law enforcement duties. Should have bribed them more, Uber. You gotta bribe them more. It's called rent-seeking. You pay for the favor of the government, then they let you do your business. Yeah, I'm pro-Uber and anybody disrupting and all that sort of thing, but... One of the charming things about London has always been they got those cool cars that they use as cabs, cabs that are out. super cool. and The, and the, the and, ride is over! And they all have to memorize every street in the entire city, which is a, a cool thing. So the whole London cab driver experience is a thing. But. I would agree completely. And if you want that, get in a London cab. Sure, exactly. If you want Uber, right. call the freaking Uber. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Um. So is this... I, I've heard rumblings of this... What does the intelligence on North Korea may test their H-bomb in the ocean? Where, where did that come from overnight? Fat Ed threatened it. He actually said they were going to yeah, do Yeah, he said we're going to blow up an H-bomb in the ocean. Huh. What would that do to the fish? Wouldn't help them. Oh. Somebody alert the whales. Yeah. Oh, I'll be dang. The media seems to be taking great glee in the fact that this little nut job called our president deranged. It's exciting. Yeah. They're whipping up the fear, plus the, the anti-Trump hate. Gotcha. Well, as the uh, exchange of insults yeah. goes, it's pretty good. Yeah. Called Trump a frightened dog. He called him a, a, a what are you, the, the dotard. Frightened dog barks louder. Mentally deranged dotard. I mean, these are some fine old-timey insults. Yes. <laughs> I will surely indefinitely tame the mentally deranged U.S. dotard with fire. Now that's an insult. A whole fire taming thing. Yeah, it sounds inhumane. <laughs> Spanks for your arms and other fare. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. By the way, if you were listening earlier in the hour, we had this guest on about short-term thinking and uh, that sort of thing in the in, in companies in the United States. So I was searching for a particular article in the Wall Street Journal. There have been so many articles written in recent years about that phenomenon. And there there are a bunch of different regulations that either were passed or done away with and this and that that have led to it. But it is clearly a a huge problem for the country. I would agree. And, uh, and, And all the workers certainly understand it. Actually, everybody below the level of the people at the very top get it. The people at the very top are making a ton of money off of it. All the money's going to the money changers and the money movers and not the money producers. But how many people work for a company that you think, how, why did you just do this? Right. This, this, for this month's report. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. We got a number of reactions to her rather forceful <laughs> speaking style. Tim writes, oh, really, lady? Is that you? Oh, really? <laughs> Who ha- do we have that tape of that nice gal? It did sound like her, didn't oh, it? Oh, really? <laughs> Beautiful. Anyway, that's, that's a troubling aspect of a modern society. Anywho, so uh, Hillary Clinton's making the rounds, right? She's got this book out that nobody wanted and nobody <laughs> likes on either side of the aisle. And she's doing a lot of interviews, and we can, it, it, who put together this montage? Just the sort of person who does this, right? Right. right. People with infinite free time, <laughs> a.k.a. the Internet. The Internet put together a, a montage of all the softball questions she's been hit with during the interviews. It's two and a half minutes long. We won't play the whole thing, but let's roll some of it. So we're going to play a little word game, if that's okay. You, you up for this? Okay, it's going to get... It's, have you ever heard of the game Boxers or Briefs? It seems like you've been doing a lot of yoga. Yes, uh, I have. Tea or coffee? Coffee. But I'm going to leave you with something that might make you feel better. Democrats have not done back-to-back presidencies since 1948. Yeah. <laughs> Beach or mountains? 
Beach. Page 27 <laughs> in your book, you talk about al uh, alternate nostril breathing. Yes. What is that? And dare you give me a demonstration well, of that? Well, I would highly recommend it. Okay. You know, I mean, shower or bath. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to succeed a two-term president of your own party is really difficult yeah. because right. you know Amer but you did win in fact well i won the yeah. 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 okay you gotta Pilates. stop it there again i bring up this nobody thinks it's a good idea to get rid of the electoral college the democrats don't believe that they tell you they want to because they know you want to hear it but then they think oh god what a bunch of morons there, and they just, go back to work there's no move in congress to do anything about this and, and to change the way we do elections nobody even though they lost two of the last five presidential elections that way they still don't think it's a good idea yet hillary and other people go around say it on stage everybody cheers yeah popular vote should be the way we do it no they she doesn't believe that you're nope. being lied to God, yeah. I hate that. The Electoral College isn't the problem. It's clearly Florida. Florida's and, the problem. And did anybody, I didn't watch these interviews, <laughs> but did anybody hit Hillary with, how come you didn't go to these these states where you lost to Trump? How come you didn't visit there? Does anybody hit her with those real questions? They were too questions? busy with gloves or mittens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear a little more. Yoga. Do you give absolution? To, to those who didn't vote? To women who didn't vote? No, I don't. Vodka or Chardonnay? <laughs> Again, it depends on how much time you have. Trying to come to terms with this idea that there are a lot of people in this country who simply don't like you, not for political reasons, but it seems more personal reasons. Mm -hmm. At this stage in your life, does even having to ask yourself the question of why hurt? History or That's mystery? Oh, uh, historical mysteries. How was that? My interview with former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is now subject to a brief interruption. Because of this important video of a sneezing panda. All right, so the mom panda is in the corner. Um, yeah, they watched a YouTube secretary. video with her. What is going on? Um, That's a good question from Matt Lauer, though. I would like to have heard that answer. At this point, what, uh, where are you on the whole? People just don't like you, uh, which is clearly a, th a thing with her. Sure. I don't know. She's aware of that. She thinks it's Russia and Trump and racists. Moronic voters, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, in theory, that's a good question. You just hate Matt Lauer so much. Number one, Matt Lauer is a weasel. <laughs> Number two, we're still dissecting Hillary and asking her questions. Why don't you think people, oh, God, please go away. I'm with the 61% of people, including it's about half of Democrats, who say just go away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I think she's going to run again. No, she's not. Okay. No, never again. I think we get never again. I think we get Trump Clinton round two. She wouldn't get the nomination, would she? <laughs> no, no. She could run as a Clinton crat, start her own uh, political party or something. Hmm. I could see her maybe going back in the Senate. Although old uh, Jill uh, Jill and Brand, what's her name? Uh, she's pretty popular in New York, so I, no, she's done. Please go away. Now, Bill, how about Bill run again? <laughs> Who's he sweating on top of these days? Oh, boy. Anybody he, know? I think he's he's hoping to have a heartbeat next hour. I think he's just hoping to uh, live a little while longer. Looks a little worn out, a little used up. All right, I think I get that. Got any more? You like mittens or gloves? <laughs> it's pretty funny. Depends if I'm going to need to use my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Because of this important video 
<laughs> of a sneezing panda. All right, so the mom panda is in the corner. Um, Madam Secretary, um, what what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? <laughs> oh, the hard she, questions. In recovering she doesn't know from her this, favorite flavor. And while writing the book, you leaned heavily on uh, Chardonnay. <laughs> so uh, I was wondering whether you would, would, you, would you care for she couldn't name her favorite ice cream because she couldn't remember who'd paid her more, the chocolate lobby <laughs> or the butter pecan lobby. Or when she'd met with eight pollsters, what do most Americans like? Is it vanilla or chocolate? I can't remember. What do what they see as a strong flavor? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.